I was able to spend a few days with family in North Carolina, and among the the many funny stories that we exchanged, there were tales of Christmas trees, Christmas trees of Christmas present and Christmas past. Um, One tree is much smaller than it usually is. Uh, Mine is much earlier than it usually is because I wanted to get in on the early special at Whole Foods and it turned out they had trees the entire season this year. And as we exchanged our various stories about Christmas trees, my brother remembered, well, none of that is as bad as the year he bought a tree, brought it home, and then began to find little white bugs all over the house that had come from the Christmas tree. If you think about it, it's a strange thing, the trouble we go to, to bring something that typically is outside in. For the rest of the year, we fight like crazy to sweep leaves out of our house and apartments um, to get things outside where they belong. But at Christmas, um, the occasional pine needle or dropping poinsettia leaf or berry doesn't bother us. It just adds to the, the, the time of the year. We bring outside things in, which can seem strange until we think about Christmas itself. God brings things that are usually outside in, and in fact has been doing it since the beginning of time. That's what Christmas is about, really. It's at the heart of what Christmas means. Remember way back in that, uh, that uh, lesson we heard in Lessons and Carols on Christmas Eve about Adam and Eve. They were the ultimate insiders at the beginning of all time. They were inside the Garden of Eden, the paradise, the magical place or state of being, whatever it was. But their curiosity got the best of them, and before they knew it, they had stepped outside the garden. It's as though they lost their way. They forgot who they were. They forgot where they lived. And so God, from the beginning, began a plan to bring them and us, their children, back inside. This movement of outside-in would take place through the directional sense of, of the second Eve's yes, in the words of Mary. It would take place through the cry of the second Adam, first as a baby and then as a man on the cross, Finally, as God returning to God, as God in Holy Trinity. In the early days of Advent, and again today, we hear the words of the prophet Isaiah, assuring the people that their outdoor days are numbered. One day they will be welcomed back into Jerusalem, back into the fullness of God's presence. In today's reading, Isaiah celebrates not only the return but even the herald who brings good news of the return. God has returned to Jerusalem, and now God's people are returning as well. The Lord has brought comfort, Isaiah says. The Lord has brought redemption. He has brought healing. The Lord God has brought his beloved people home. In John's gospel, this homecoming is bathed in light, Even when Adam and Eve first stepped into darkness, the light was there, John tells us, already shining, even if they couldn't see it. The light has been growing ever since. 
and the darkness has never overcome it. Not in the suburbs of Eden, not in the slavery of Egypt, not in the desert, not in a succession of faithless kings or clueless priests. The darkness has not overcome the light. Even though the prophets were silent for a time, even though Jerusalem killed its prophets and stoned those who were sent, even though sin exists, even though the cross was there, even though unimaginable things continue to happen to good and faithful people, the light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it and never will. In order to bring the outside in, God, God's self eventually goes outside. Remember that Jesus was born outside the conventions of any ordinary family. He was born outside the warmth of a home or security or extended family being right there. Soon after his birth, Mary and Joseph have to take him out even further. And then before long, King Herod comes along and does everything he can to kill all of the outsiders, to try to keep out the light, to try to keep out the life of God from the world. But in Jesus, God brings the outside in. Jesus comes to his own, his own home and his own people receive him not. But as the gospel says, to all who received him, who believed in his name, he gave power to become children of God, who were born not of blood or of the will of the flesh, but of God. And the word became flesh and dwelt among us, full of grace and truth. We have beheld his glory. We behold his glory. The Gospels themselves remind us how Jesus knew what it was to be an outsider. His own family seems to have had trouble from time to time understanding him. The disciples didn't catch on. The religious authorities found him threatening and were in the middle of a scheme to have him killed. Jesus even died outside the city limits of Jerusalem. But from outside, especially, he, he rises again. He steps out of death and back into life. And in so doing, folds creation in upon itself, outside in. The normal course of things is reversed. Barriers are broken down. Walls knocked away. God comes to us. God comes to us. And so we find God not so much by trying to reach God we don't reach God through good deeds or through good works or even through good living. We can't buy our way to God. We can't pray our way to God. We can't please other people our way to God. We can't drink or eat our way to God. We can't think our way to God or study our way to God. We can only receive. That's the message of Christmas just like a little baby, can do nothing to help itself but receive the love and care given. So too, we can only receive. We can apprehend. We can accept. We can, like the Virgin Mary, say yes to God. We can allow God to be born anew in us. The word becomes flesh and dwells among us, full of grace and truth. And we behold that glory 
way back in the fourth century, there was a theologian who, who did most of his best theology in the form of hymns and poetry. Ephraim the Syrian suggests that we decorate this season, not only our churches and our homes, but he suggests that we decorate our hearts. He writes, On this feast, let everyone garland the door of their heart. May the Holy Spirit desire to enter in its door to dwell and sanctify. For behold, she moves about to all the doors to see where she may dwell. Especially this season and this new year, may our hearts be so decked out as to woo the Holy Spirit that we may allow God into ourselves, even as God means to bring us more closely into God's light, into God's laughter, into God's life eternal. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.